Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Hey, by the book listeners, Kristen here. Did you know that you can receive a weekly by the book affirmation mini-sode plus the rules of every book that we've lived by? It's easy. All you have to do is become a member of our Patreon community. To learn more, go to patreon.com slash listen to buy the book. Again, that's patreon.com slash listen to buy the book or just look at the episode description from today's show. The following podcast contains barnyard language and some adult content. So, maybe listen on headphones if you're at work or around small children. Now, here's the show. Hey, Kristen. Yeah, Jolanta? You know how you love being categorized? Oh, I just love it. It's fun. It's reductive. It puts people in boxes. All right, but uh, but I kind of like it. I, I know you do, my little tourist friend. Mm-hmm. I'm a double Taurus, actually, Kristen. Get my category right. Well, we've already lived by enough category books on this show, if you ask me. Astrology, love languages. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we have not lived by all of them. And there is one that the listeners have been begging us to live by for years and years. Oh, of course there is. And uh, we're going to live by it, aren't we? Uh, duh, you know we are, because I'm Jolenta Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. And this is By the Book.
In each episode of Buy the Book, we choose a different self-help book to live by, follow it to the letter, and weigh in on whether or not it actually changed our lives. And for this, our ninth season, we are living exclusively by self-help guides that you, our beloved listeners, selected for us to live by. And today, we are living by The Path Between Us, an Enneagram Journey to Healthy Relationships by Suzanne Stabile. And brief disclaimer, we came across many pronunciations of the word Enneagram, but we're pronouncing it Enneagram. Mm-hmm. Suzanne Stabile and her husband, the Reverend Joseph Stabile, are the founders of the Life in the Trinity Ministry in Dallas, Texas, a nonprofit, non-denominational ministry focusing on spiritual growth for adults. Roughly 20 years ago, Suzanne Stabile read a book by Father Richard Rohr, a Franciscan priest who wrote his own best-selling book about the Enneagram. Not long after, Stabile and her husband began seeing Father Rohr on a regular basis and learning from his wisdom. Stabile supplemented these teachings with close observations of others, taking extensive notes on how people were different from her and different from each other. In time, she became an Enneagram master and began teaching workshops, heading up retreats, hosting a podcast, and writing several best-selling books, including The Path Between Us in 2018. In The Path Between Us, Suzanne Stabile explains that the Enneagram is a typology that categorizes people into one of nine interconnected personality types. These types are ones, the perfectionist, finds fault in everything they do and tends to judge and compare. They give their best and expect the same from others. Two, the helper, needs to be needed. They give a lot, sometimes for altruistic reasons and sometimes in order to receive in return. Three, the performer, needs to be seen as successful, efficient, and effective. They have trouble reading feelings, their own as well as others. Four, the romantic, needs to be both unique and authentic. They're comfortable with melancholy and often get energy from what's tragic. Five, the investigator, never wants to have to depend on others. They're emotionally detached, careful, and do their research. Six, the loyalist, has a lot of anxiety and needs to feel secure. They're steadfast, loyal, and care about the common good. Seven, the enthusiast, avoids pain, enjoys life, and has fun. They uplift others and manage unpleasant feelings by denying them. Eight, the challenger, sees everything in extremes, good or bad, right or wrong, friend or foe. They're passionate, energetic, and quick to anger. And nine, the peacemaker, who's passive-aggressive, conflict-avoidant, stubborn, indecisive, and sees two sides to everything. According to Stabile, how we build and maintain relationships varies significantly from one number to another. Looking through the lens of the Enneagram makes it possible to better understand ourselves and others, increase our acceptance and compassion, and navigate the paths between us. Here's how you do it. Step one, know your number. Suzanne Stabile does not explain in her book how to determine your number, but on her website she makes clear she's opposed to Enneagram tests as she believes they're wrong 60% of the time. Instead, she suggests you attend one of her Know Your Number workshops and wait to feel a little bit embarrassed as she goes through the characteristics of each number. When this happens, you've learned your number. Step two, learn about your wing numbers. These are numbers on the left and right of your particular number, and they have the capacity to significantly impact your behavior. For example, a four romantic with a three performer wing is more outgoing than a four romantic with a five investigator wing. Step three, learn about your stressor number. 
This is the number your personality draws on when you're stressed, indicated by the arrow pointing away from your number on the Enneagram diagram. For example, a seven enthusiast draws from a one perfectionist and can become less easygoing and adopt black and white thinking. Step four, learn about your security number. This is the number your personality draws on when you're feeling secure, indicated by the arrow pointing towards your number on the Enneagram diagram. For example, a seven enthusiast draws from five investigator, letting go of their need for excess and embracing a less is more mentality. Step five, learn your stance. A stance is the default mode for how each number behaves in relationships. For threes, sevens, and eights, who like to be in charge of others and put their agendas first, the aggressive stance is the default. For ones, twos, and sixes, who are very concerned with others' expectations, the dependent stance is the default. And for fours, fives, and nines, who are slow to act, the withdrawing stance is the default. Step six, acquaint yourself with all the numbers. It will be tempting to go straight to the chapters about your number, followed by the chapters of the people you're closest to. Don't do this as you will find information about your number as you relate to other numbers in every chapter. Step seven, do the work. Spend your energy working on yourself as opposed to observing and working on others. Do what helps you to better yourself and better connect with your loved one's numbers and needs. Don't use your Enneagram number as an excuse for your behavior, and don't ever use what you've learned about other numbers to make fun of, criticize, stereotype, or disrespect them. That's what the book says, and so that's what we did for two weeks straight. And note, we'll put up the Enneagram diagram on our Instagram. Gram, gram, gram. (laughs) All righty, Jolenta, let's hear it. You love being categorized. You must have loved this book. Tell us how you started off living by it. Well, I started this one with good old step six. Ah, yes. That's get to know all the numbers. Right. And uh, I basically did this because towards the beginning of the book, it just says, you have to read this book straight through. So that's what I did. And in doing so, I definitely think I learned about all the numbers. And I guessed at which number Brad and I were. Listen. Okay, I just finished the book, and I mean, I identify with lots of the numbers. I think the information in each number's chapter is sort of general enough, and there are so many sort of offshoots that, like, yeah, it's pretty easy to identify with a lot of things. Um, I see Brad in a lot of them, too. Uh, But, like, if I have to guess at numbers, I would say I'm a four, like, possibly, possibly chance I'm a nine, but uh, most likely a four. And I would say Brad is most definitely a seven, even though he could be also, like, a two or an eight, but he's a seven. So, Jolenta, according to our author, we should know, we should recognize ourselves when we, you know, come across our own numbers, what we are, but Mm -hmm. you still didn't feel certain enough. No, 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 no. I mean, as you can hear, I was a bit wishy-washy. So, yeah. So, then what did you do to actually learn your number? So, I figured since the book and the website says tests are wrong 60% of the time, I would just, like, skew the numbers in my favor and take a bunch of online tests. Oh, 
<laughs> so I went and I searched like lists of the best Enneagram tests and they're usually like five or 10. So I just took the top 10 websites that like a bunch of lists recommended, took a bunch of tests and I got the same number on every test. <gasps> oh, let's hear it. I'm a number four, the romantic. Ooh, nice, nice. And what about Brad? Um, and so then I had Brad take the test that I thought was most comprehensive because it's not his job to live by this shit. And I figured I should make it like as easy as possible for him. Mm -hmm. So I sent him away with my favorite test and here he is coming to me with his results. Um, I've got my personality. Mm -hmm. What is it? It says I'm number seven. Whoa. The enthusiast. Oh my God. That makes sense. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I think it nailed me. So you both feel that your tests were accurate. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like since the tests match my predictions, whether it's confirmation bias or like the power of the Enneagrams, you know, I felt solid <laughs> nice. in our numbers. And nice. then we sat down together and actually read through the chapter on each of our numbers and went through like the notes I'd put in the book and everything. And the experience first of all, was very long. It took about an hour to read through mm -hmm. both the chapters together. And it was sort of all over the map. Like, they were highs. Yeah. Okay, fours and sevens are opposites <laughs> on the Enneagram. <laughs> that has the potential to be good or extremely complicated, depending on the appreciation they have for the half range of emotions they ignore. <laughs> Seven can learn from fours that many good things happen in the darker side of emotion, and fours can learn from sevens to welcome in and appreciate joy. I mean, that is dead on. I mean, that's also, like, literally what our, like, couples therapist says yes. to us, too. Like, you're good for each other. Yeah. Like, like, it's so crazy. But it can get complicated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, you guys sound really excited about this, Jolenta. Right, right. But it wasn't all that exciting because there were definitely some lows reading through all these. If you want to share your feelings with a seven, by all means do that. But do not process your feelings with a seven. You will need to do that with someone else. Oh, no. I don't want this don't to be like true. That. I think I wrote, need this to not be true. Yeah, no, I don't believe that. Yeah. Okay, in all fairness, this isn't just about you and Brad. It's the book. The book mostly focuses on negative traits. So I just want right. to put that out there for everyone out there. It's not just about Delenta and Brad. Uh, but Delenta, what did you do after that? So after that, I hopped over to step five. Ah, uh, yes. That is learning about your stance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So number fours have a withdrawing stance, Kristen. And uh, from what I could gather from the book, and it was sort of weird because the book really lays out the stances at the beginning and then sort of like forgets about them throughout. So I really had to piece this together, at least in my mind. Uh, but basically... The message for the withdrawing stance is like, still waters run deep, but still waters also need to remind others that they're deep so they don't get mistaken for puddles. Ooh, right? interesting. Right? Yeah. Interesting. So with that information, I vowed to work on my communication skills and letting people in on what was going on in my head more for the rest of the two weeks. Nice. I, I like that as a goal. Thank and you. what did you do after that? Well, I hopped on over to step two. Ah, uh, yes. That's learning all about your wing number. And you could be potentially one of two because there's one mm -hmm. on each side of you. Right, right. So I, according to my extensive testing, am a four wing five. 
So the book says fives uh, overvalue independence sometimes, and they tend to withdraw from others too much. And I definitely tend to do this, uh, especially in regard to my health. When I'm not feeling well or dealing with doctors, I definitely like shut people out. I'm sure uh, Kristen can attest to this. It's not a fun trait, but sometimes I go like dark for days at a time and like don't give information as to why. And like, that's not cute. Especially like when you have loved ones that you work with or live with. Or who love you and worry about you. Right. Oh, there's also that. Shit. (laughs) I totally forgot about that. I was so withdrawn. I didn't even think about it. (laughs) And uh, so the book says fives should let people in more. So at the end of the week, I had a chance to try my hand at communicating more when it comes to my health, letting people in. I had a dermatologist appointment, and I think I've mentioned these doctor's visits before on by the book. Uh, it's where I get steroid injections like all over my head, mm-hmm. and it's it's sort of a lot. And before these appointments, I always have to mentally gear up to sort of get like manhandled and like have needles jammed all over. And to gear up for this, I often retreat into my headphones and listen to a funny podcast or nice music on the ride there. And oftentimes, I don't really say anything. I just sort of like stealthily slip my earbuds in and like look out the window and try to like be in a happy place. But this time, I warned Brad what was up. Um, are you okay if I listen to a Yeah, podcast? I think it's my... Yeah. Because I get a little antsy and it helps me. I figured it's totally good. Thanks, honey. Yeah, boo. Oh, you were still withdrawing, but communicating your need to withdraw. Yes, exactly. Listen to that. Yeah, as you can hear, Brad was fine with my plan. Uh, Communicating worked well. Uh, Hopefully, he felt nice and, like, considered as I retreated into myself and my wing five behavior. (laughs) And uh, that is where I ended my first week, Kristen. I am so curious to hear about your experience living by the path between us, though. I know... I know you have a history, a sorted history with categories. I'm just so curious to see how it went. How was your first week? Well, I just want to put this out there. I decided before we even opened this book, I was going to do my best. I really was going to be game. I was I, I was going to be game. I was going to be ready. I was going to try to not be skeptical. I was going to try to go against people's expectations here. I really was going to try. But Dean didn't feel quite the same way. We started off the first week with me reading him passages from the book, a.k.a. Step 6. Listen. Note, we also need to keep in mind that there are many variations of each number. Those variations result from whether you are introverted or extroverted, whether you are at the moment in a healthy, average, or unhealthy space, whether you are social, one-to-one focused, or self preserving, whether your orientation to time is the present, the past, or the future, and how familiar you are with the Enneagram as well as other tools for personal and spiritual growth. Okay, so it's a six-dimensional space. No, 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 no. It's nine dimensions. There's nine numbers on the chart. You gave me six dimensions. Okay, so six dimensions on top of the... You can express nine numbers in six dimensions. You just have to add additional dimensional components. 
Yes, Particularly plus, if you complete the group. Plus the wings on either side of your number, so you may be one or the other of those, plus your stressor number and your security number. So these are... What about the rate of change of this number? We should take a derivative and look at how we can change it. Maybe, maybe if things are going too fast, you should integrate this, take a bunch of Riemann integrals, and like solidify it down to something a little bit slower. Oh, we can apply a lot of math. This is great. I mean, Dean... I like where you're heading if you're serious, but I know you're not. <laughs> I know you're making fun of this, Dean. Yeah, he definitely was. He hated the whole idea of it. And honestly, I was kind of surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, here I am with him later trying to get to the heart of his resistance. So I think it's interesting that you seem somewhat suspicious of this whole Enneagram stuff when, in fact, you had your Myers-Briggs category front and center when I swiped right on you on Tinder a little over seven years ago when we first met. Yep. I swept right on you despite that, mm-hmm. but you believed in that stuff, and yet you're suspicious of the Enneagram. Why is that? Uh, I think that the uh, things like Myers-Briggs are based on research from what I understand. They're not? No, it was oh, two. Well, okay. It was two women, a mother and so, a daughter, categorized all the people they knew in life. They weren't researchers. Oh snap! In your face, Dean. <laughs> Pot calling kettle. Dean calling Meyer Briggs. I don't know. That's not a comparable joke, but <laughs> you get what I mean. Uh, I'm glad you called him out on that. Way to go. Good memory too. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, it, it, it's still something I tease him about from time to time. But, mm-hmm. you know. So did he come around then? <laughs> um, no, it just made him hate the Myers-Briggs as much as he hated the Enneagram. And right. he wasn't about to waste his time taking Suzanne Stabile's six-hour workshop with me because I actually said, like, what? why don't we just sit down and watch the workshop? Um, because <laughs> it's available online. Um, so instead, I just went ahead and finished step six on my own with the goal of also completing step one. So how did that go? Terribly. <laughs> no, I was hoping you would be like, uh, like, hit me like a punch in the gut when I read numero two. I yeah. don't know. Well, no, 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 no. So you know how you immediately when you read through, you kind of suspected what you and Brad were? That right. did not happen to me at all because every no. single one of the numbers had things where I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm like that. Sometimes people think I'm too upbeat. Oh, yeah, I have that. Sometimes I've been told I'm too, like, dramatic or I'm too talkative. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I have that. Sometimes people think I work too much. So I really had a hard time because I'm like, oh, I I guess I have all these negative traits. So I had no room. No. Or maybe just Brad and I are like rubes and you are more complicated. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) But I'm going to just confess something here right now, Jolenta. You know I don't do this often. Mm -hmm. I felt I had no choice but to break the rules at this point. Break the rules. Break them. Break them. Yes. Um, I took an online test. Unlike you, I did not take 10 online tests. I just took one. And Dean, after much gnashing of teeth, also agreed to do the same. Here we are afterward meeting up to go over the results. Okay, I'm done with my quiz. Are you done with yours? Yeah. Okay, I'm bringing mine to your little computer. All right. It looks like I'm, like, tied between a three and a seven, but uh-huh. supposedly I am a three. What about well, look, you? Seven, nine, and three all look about the same. <laughs> they do. They're identical, too. Okay. But apparently nine is nine, one. 
Whatever, nine is the highest. My wing is mostly a two. I have some four, but my main wing is a two. How about you? Yours are almost even. One. So, okay, if I heard that correctly, you are a three that's almost a seven, and Dean is a nine that's almost a three and seven. (laughs) Yes, yes. But even though we have a ton of crossover, The Enneagram says we're very different people. As a nine, Dean supposedly sees two sides to every issue, often to his own detriment. He has a really hard time standing his ground. He tends to just say what others want him to say. So it's important to affirm him and give him the space to say no. Meanwhile, Mm. I... I'm a three, supposedly. I make work my entire identity. I compete with everyone. I have an extremely narrow definition of success. I struggle to make friends or enjoy any activities that don't have a tangible takeaway or a payoff, and I repress my feelings. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a lot to digest. (laughs) I mean, I can't say I disagree with the, like, work as your whole identity, but a lot of the other stuff, I don't know. Uh, What did Dean think of all of this information? Well, I emailed him everything the book said about both our numbers, as well as Mm -hmm. our stressor security and wing numbers, aka steps two through four. But when I tried to talk (laughs) with him about it all, this happened. There's like 40 pages no, it wasn't. of how nines and threes and nines and sixes and stuff. Yeah, no, I had a look at it, but you know what? It's just all self-fulfilling language. I'm not going to read it because then we're going to start doing the things or categorizing the things that happen in the context of that language. So you're not going to do it, but I'm just going to be real with you. I read all of that very carefully and I read all of mine very carefully, so I am going to try to treat you like the nine you are. Thank you. And <laughs> you're the nine. I'm the nine. <laughs> no, no, no. There's tips for how I'm supposed to treat the nine. Okay. And, and I'm going to try to be my best three by following what the book says about threes. Okay. And you're sure you don't want to read about nines or threes? Not particularly, no. No, I just want to love my woman. Wow, Dean. Wow. Opting out. But I have to say, if my spouse were doing this, I don't know if I would read along. It does make me feel grateful that Brad was willing to sit and read through all that shit. <laughs> it's so um, much to read. It is a lot yeah, to read, right? But like, for real, Dean, Dean was not going to read it one, one bit. No. I mean, and it makes sense when you consider he has a withdrawing stance. That's right. <gasps> step five. He has a stance and it withdraws. As opposed oh, to my stance, I have an aggressive stance. Wow, wow. Kristen is step fiving over here. Step five is name your stance. Yes, yes. So I just let him withdraw, and I spent the rest of the week improving myself via step seven. And that would be do the work. Exactly. The first thing I did was embrace failure. According to the Enneagram, I have a hard time doing that. So I told everyone on social media about the disastrous taping you and I had, Jolenta, when I forgot to hit record on my device. And for the most part, everyone online was very kind. For the most part, not all of you. They (laughs) shared their own stories. They made me feel the feels. And all of that's great because according to the Enneagram, Threes like me, we don't let ourselves feel. Whoa, whoa, wow. Well, I'm proud of you. Well done for embracing your failure and feeling. Thank you. 
After that, I set up a couple of friend dates for week two because when I looked at the calendar, I only had five friend dates on the calendar. And according to the book, that's not enough. Threes need to put themselves out there more. So I set up seven dates for seven nights, plus some backup dates for the afternoons. Uh, classic Kristen, being a three, all about work, 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 work on your friend dates. <laughs> but in all seriousness, that sounds exhausting. <laughs> and then I ended the week by collecting mm-hmm. items for a local community group that helps women in transition because according to the Enneagram, threes need to go out there and do things not related to their jobs. This has nothing to do with my job. Here right. I am during one of those handoffs. Uh, there's, I think, six makeup bags, lots of like little lotions and samples and stuff. So I hope that's okay. And I hope no, also... samples are perfect. They oh, fit good. into the makeup bag. That's what actually builds. Oh, good, good. And then um, I got some more menstrual products in there too. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, of course, of course. And then I hope you don't mind. I spread the word a little bit on, I, I, do you know Buy Nothing? Yes. Yeah, so I, there were people on Buy Nothing giving away a bunch of sample items, so I told them to reach out to you. Did so you hopefully get... they'll reach out to you. with Emily reached out to you. Oh, good. Oh, sample. good. Kristen, I'm really proud of you. You are really going out there, and you're doing your best to be more than the unfeeling workaholic with no friends that the Enneagram <laughs> thinks you are. Ugh. Um, but in all seriousness, I do kind of hope that in week two, Dean gets inspired by all of your friend dates and your charity work and maybe changes his tune and decides to join you. Well, you're going to have to wait to find out if he does because it's time to take a break. But first, we have a question for you. Have you read The Path Between Us? Have you lived by it? Did it work for you? Do you love Enneagrams? Do you have thoughts about Enneagrams? Are you an Enneagram expert? Are you an Enneagram denier? <laughs> Share your stories with us at facebook.com slash group slash Pod. That's always going strong over there. Or you can always email us at kristenangelenta at gmail.com. Escape to Ocean City, Maryland, and discover a place that just feels lighter, where every day feels like Saturday and French fries are a food group, where flip-flops are always in fashion and seafood is always in season, where the boardwalk is bustling and the beach is right outside your door, where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. All righty, Jolenta, we are back, and we are living by the path between us. And I am dying to know how your second week went living by this book? Well, I started my second week by dealing with my stressor number, Kristen. Ah, yes, that would be step three. Mm-hmm. And my stressor number fours, when they get stressed, they lean towards number twos. And the book says that when I'm stressed, I tend to shut off my feelings and focus sort of myopically on things outside of myself. 
So at the beginning of the week, it was right after I took my lupus medication, the one that makes me like the sickest. And I figured I would sort of preempt any stressed two-leg behavior and give Brad a heads up. I am starting to just not feel very good. Just like, like exhausted and sort of sick to my stomach. Just like medicine-y. I also feel a little out of it. So if you see me, like, floating around somewhere, sort of stuck, feel free to unstick me. Just check in. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Hmm. Oh, that's nice. I love that checking in. And Kristen, wouldn't you know, about an hour later, I was feeling totally spacey and tired, and instead of dealing with that, I just sort of sat on the toilet after I was done peeing, uh, tuning out the world, scrolling through Polly Pocket videos on TikTok. (laughs) Did that for about 15, 20 minutes, and Brad, having been warned when he walked past the bathroom and saw me hanging out in there, drooling over a really good Polly Pocket pencil case with snaps included. It's very cool. Uh, He gently suggested, like, maybe I stop watching. Maybe I, like, pull up my pants and go take a nap. And then he guided me to bed, and he even tucked me in. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. He he was paying attention to you because you gave him a heads up about your potential needs. Mm -hmm. It's working great. I love this. It was totally worth warning him. In the past, like, he may have, like, teased me about sitting in the bathroom so long. But once he knew what this behavior meant, like, that I was stressed or that it's because I wasn't feeling well, he totally helped me deal with it. And it, it worked. And what did you do after that? After that, I went over to step four. That is learning about your security number. Right. According to the book, fours, when they are secure, they can act like ones. And this (laughs) one behavior helps fours be less volatile with their emotions and share how they feel instead of sort of like venting and exploding how they feel. So the next morning, I had a chance to deal with this. I woke up early. I went to get some water. And I noticed the bottom of the sink is sort of covered in this, like, brown film. And, Kristen, I lost it. (gasps) Oh, no. How Mm -hmm. How do you mean? The sink has been like that for a few days after Brad did some sort of, like, baking project. And every day I saw it, it bugged me, but I was like, it's okay. Brad knows he's in charge of the kitchen, especially like while I'm sick, he'll get to it. And then I wake up days later, he still hasn't done it, but he's done other shit in the sink, like the dishes and stuff, just never cleaned the brown film out of the bottom of the sink. And oh. and I couldn't handle it anymore. Oh, so what did you do? Oh, that sounds maddening. Mm-hmm. So there was a time when my huge four emotions would propel me into the bedroom to wake Brad up and freak out about the sink. (laughs) But instead, I took a breath and I told myself to be secure and to lean into number one behavior to deal with this issue. So instead, I texted him asking him to clean up the sink and said it sort of bums me out that uh, when he's in charge of the housework, he does a little less than I did for us. And then I said I loved him, and I would see him after I got back from physical therapy when he was awake. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That, that That's way less volatile than uh, what would happen if you leaned into your stressor number. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I made sure to add that last part about, like, I love him because I know he's a seven and they, according to the book, hate bad news and criticism. So I thought I'd try and cushion it with a lot of love at the end. Well done. And what happened after that? So later that morning, I got home from physical therapy and the sink was finally clean. So I found Brad and asked him what he thought of my approach. Thank you so much for doing the sink. It looks gorgeous. Uh, Yeah, better. I was scared of getting yelled at again. Did you feel yelled at by my text messages this morning? No, no. It's just, you feel things so dramatically. I guess I do too. Yeah. But like... But you only feel good things dramatically. And like, the things that you feel dramatically about don't resonate with me at all. So when you're like... What, things don't resonate with you? So when you're like, I feel kind of like hung out to dry by the sink, I get super anxious. So... Mm. I didn't want to get that text ever again. So mm, I really oh no. put some elbow grease into it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eek. So uh, I don't know if my approach worked. You know, his little seven heart still felt criticized and he did not like it. But I did get a clean sink out of the deal. So, like, I'm not <laughs> complaining a bunch. Maybe that's just me being a, a wild four. <laughs> So you got what you want in the end, and and I guess that's a good thing. Um, Right, right. What did you do after that? So after that, to finish up my second week, I did step seven. Ah, yes. That's to do the work. Mm -hmm. And the book makes it abundantly clear that... I, as a four, will only have a certain few people in my life who can handle and match my level of emotional volatility and need for expression. The amount of times emotional volatility is used to describe a four was almost disturbing. Uh, (laughs) But I took that advice to heart and I texted two friends, uh, shout out to Katie and Michelle, who are amazing and just as expressive as me. And I know they can handle every emotional aspect of my personality. And I went out to dinner with the two of them. Oh, good. And how did that mm-hmm. go? Were you all dramatic together? Did oh you my all gosh. throw plates we, on the floor? I mean, <laughs> we were. We were dramatic. Like, there were tears. There was, like, raucous laughter. We talked about, like, relationship issues, job mess-ups and stressors, fucked-up parents. Um, and I was able to be open and big, and so were they. And at the end of the dinner, we were like, we have to do this again soon because uh, we didn't realize how much we all needed time to be, you know— emotionally volatile together in such a, like, safe space. (laughs) So it was really fun way to end it. Nice. And as you said at the top of all this, a four, you need to share that with somebody other than your husband. Your husband doesn't want to hear all that. Right. He can't be with me while I process emotions. Others must. Exactly. Exactly. So (laughs) you processed in the way the book said, and it brought you joy. Oh, this sounds exactly. like it's working out great for you, yeah. Donta. Yeah. So it was a nice second week. But Kristen, I want to hear more about your time living by the path between us. When we left off, you were working on yourself a ton and you were letting Dean withdraw into himself like the nine he is. How did your second week go? Yes. Yes. That is a great recap. Uh, Thank but- you. 
When week two came around, I figured it was time to draw the path between me and Dean. That's right. Dean's nine and my three. The path between them. The path between us. (laughs) So I got to it. The first thing I did was I practiced speaking in a way that invited rather than imposed because nines need to be encouraged to have free will. Here's an example of that. Now, reminder, Kibler is coming over tonight to watch a holiday movie and to eat supper. Would you like to watch with us or would you like to eat with us? Uh, I'll eat with you, but I won't watch with you, no. That's what I figured. But do you feel like you have the freedom to say no whenever I have a girlfriend over to watch a holiday movie? Yeah, absolutely. I would like to make sure that I'm asking you in a way that is open-ended and that you feel no pressure. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, I get out of it then. I thought you like watching holiday movies. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I did not stick that landing. Not quite. That didn't stop me. Throughout the week, I tried harder, but... I admit it. I caught myself messing up again and again. Here I am with Dean after one of my many mistakes. Did I say, do you want to go to happy hour later? Or did I say, let's go to happy hour later? You said, let's go to happy hour. Oh, see, I'm not supposed to do that with a nine. That's very upsetting for you because you'll just go with the flow and then resent me for it. Oh, I'm okay. supposed to say... So now I have to resent you? Is that part of the Enneagram? <laughs> so I, I was supposed to say, do you think we should go to happy hour later? Uh. Wow, wow, wow. I did not expect Dean to sort of viscerally hate this as much as he does. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Oh, he sure did. But, you know, I kept soldiering away. I tried some other tactics. According to the book, nines like Dean need a lot of affirmation and affection. So I spent a whole day from sunup to sundown cheering him on as he did very minor tasks. All right, I need to You can do it. I believe in you. Get in the shower. You can do it. You've got this. Yes. You can do it. Start this day. Proud of you. Wow, wow, wow. This sounds like it went over his head a little bit, or he just sort of started ignoring you. Perhaps? (laughs) Maybe felt patronized? Not sure. I know I would. Maybe I'm projecting. Uh, What else did you get up to in your second week? Well, I also tried very hard not to interrupt him because nines Mm -hmm. hate being interrupted. And, you know, me, Jolent, I'm kind of a motor mouth. I talk a lot. You do like to talk a lot. I do. And I asked him regularly about what he needed because as a three, I supposedly love meeting people's needs, but I'm completely clueless about what those needs are unless people spell them out very, very clearly to me. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I kept giving Dean space to assert his own opinions. But even after days of trying, I was still getting it wrong. Here's a conversation we had at the very end of the week after I pointed out a pair of hideous shoes in a holiday catalog. So I'm so glad you agree that they are very hideous looking. Or are you just agreeing to be agreeable with me? What? Wait, now are you doubting me? No, 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 I'm not doubting you. Don't you don't believe the things I'm telling you? No, well, not, no. I, I just don't want you to feel like you have to agree with me all the time. You don't understand me. Would it help if I talked louder with a more American <laughs> accent? Um, no, I don't just agree with you all the time, do I? 
Oh god, I'm sorry. If so, you should probably get rid of me. <laughs> I just want to give you the space as a nine to disagree with me because one of the traits of a nine is that um, uh, you tend to go along with things and agree with things even if you don't agree with them. So I'm giving you the space to disagree by asking you, do you disagree with me? Awesome. Now every conversation we have <laughs> takes three times as long <laughs> because you have to doubt the thing I've said and then clarify and ask another clarifying question. I, um, I'm not trying to doubt you. I'm just trying to respect your autonomy as a nine and not impose my views on you is all. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sounds like this nine husband has had enough of his three wife telling him what a nine is. <laughs> Whoa, we're getting meta. Oh, uh, yeah. He was totally and completely over it. But you know what's crazy, Jolenta? As what? a three, I am supposed to be the security number to Dean's oh, nine. I'm supposed to make him feel safe and seen. And on the flip side, Dean is supposed to be my stress number. So... <gasps> Isn't that interesting that I was stressing <laughs> him out, even though... Oh, so they got it, like, flipped. Yes. Or I you flipped. I thought that was quite odd. You're flipped, maybe. Yes, that's right. I, yeah, I, I felt like the book was a little bit off there based on that. Mm, interesting. So you're saying the book did not work for you. I No, no, Jalenta, I'm not saying anything quite yet because it's not verdict time yet. It's time for yet another break. When we're back, verdict time. Escape to Ocean City, Maryland, and discover a place that just feels lighter, where every day feels like Saturday and French fries are a food group, where flip-flops are always in fashion and seafood is always in season, where the boardwalk is bustling and the beach is right outside your door, where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. When your space has the long-lasting, noticeable scent of Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist, you'll want to invite everyone over. From book club to reality TV watch parties, even the in-laws. It smells amazing. Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist is infused with two times more essential oil versus regular Airwick Essential Mist for our most authentic, nature-inspired fragrance experience. Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist is perfectly portable and effortlessly easy. The way fragrance should be. Now that's a breath of fresh Airwick. Hey, everybody, we are back and we are ready for this verdict. Verdict, Woo-hoo. verdict, verdict. Chalenta, let's start with you. Let's get down to business. Did All the right. path between us actually work? Would we recommend it? So, initially, I hated this book. <laughs> when I first finished reading it, I was like, this is general. Each category can apply to most anyone. And there are so many different things to keep track of. It's like learning another language. And I didn't like that the book doesn't sort of go into why the numbers behave the way they do. Like, why do all fours believe there is something fundamentally wrong with them? Like, it's a 
that's a bold statement. Like all fours <laughs> believe there's something fundamentally wrong with them. It's like from the book. Um, like, did something happen to us? Were we born with this deficiency? Can we ever fix it? I don't know. The book doesn't say. And like, why are some things easy to change? Like by focusing on your security number or your wing or like some shit like that. But the book also makes like I said, sweeping statements, like the one about sevens aren't people you should process your feelings with. (laughs) Like the rules are both vague and sort of open-ended, but also sometimes super black and white, depending on what part you're reading. So it's just all over the place. But when it came to my life, you know, other than the sync text, these steps did help me communicate with Brad in a way that made him feel like less judged, I think, and that let him in more on what was going on actually inside of me. And like he was able to help me in ways that I needed much more. So, you know... Added bonus, clean sink. Um, (laughs) And I saw some friends. So, like, it was fun, but, like, at what cost? At reading so much stuff, having a husband that's willing to sit down with me for, like, an hour to read through chapters. Like, it was a lot. And I both like it, but I like it in, like, a Cosmo quiz kind of way. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's neither here nor there. uh, But it did help open a few lines of communication in my life, so I, like, have to recommend it. Mm. But I'll just leave us with this thought that my therapist said when I asked her about Enneagrams, where she was like, let's just say I think horoscopes are more accurate. (gasps) What?! So I think she's saying it's all BS, but like, but then she was also like, but horoscopes are fun. So like, if it (laughs) sort of floats your boat in a horoscope way, go for it. It's a little weird and blamey and open-ended. So just like, look on the bright side and like, don't go down a math rabbit hole. Yes. (laughs) All right. That was my very long verdict. I had so many thoughts. It's a long book. Like It is. It is. Kristen, (laughs) I am so, so curious, but also pretty sure about what you're going to say. I want to know your verdict. What did you think of The Path Between Us? Are you an Enneagram lover? Well, I just want to remind everybody right now that I tried my best with this. I read this book so carefully. I studied everything about my number and about Dean's number. I carried around notes with me all the time. I didn't even mention this part. So every time I was with Dean, I could reference my notes about how I was supposed to treat him as a nine, things Mm -hmm. that I should improve in myself as a three. So I just want to make sure everybody knows I took this as seriously as I could. Dean clearly didn't, but I also think that that kind of made him a good um, control in testing this, right, if that right, makes sense. Right, right, right. Sort of a good person to work off of. Yes, just like how well does this work when the person doesn't even, you know, know anything about their number or about my number or whatnot. And what our experience tells me is this did not work for us, not at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, he felt that he was being condescended to. He felt that right. I was questioning him all the time. He felt that suddenly I didn't take it seriously when he would just a certain opinion or say a yes or no. He didn't really notice when I was cheering him on because maybe I was <laughs> sounding condescending at that point, cheering to take a shower. I'm not sure. And then as far as my own betterment, I, I'm just going to say this. 
I don't know if I need that kind of betterment. I don't know if I need to be told I don't have enough friends. I kind of feel like I have a lot of friends already. You have like way more friends than I do. I just, and there's no right or wrong number of friends, <laughs> by the way. I don't, it's not a competition. It's right. Not a competition. I would say like also just connect with who you connect with. Who gives a shit? Yeah. But the idea that I don't connect enough with people, that I don't have a close enough relationship with my own feelings, all of that seems preposterous to me. I'm like, I'm somebody who like cries every time I watch a movie and I'm very open with those I love about all sorts of things. I'm very right. open with the buy the book listeners. You all have heard me talk about really tough things yeah. on here. So like I'd say you have a pretty full emotional life that you're able to acknowledge like far better than I am. No, that's not true at all either. <laughs> but, but that's just me being a classic four. I just like sort of spew my emotions <laughs> before I process, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And the idea that I'm a workaholic, everybody knows I love I mean, to that's work. True. But do I work to the detriment of everything else in my life? According to the book, that's what I do. But I don't think that's true at all. No, you have like a like admirable work-life balance. I'm always like, I wish I could turn things off the way Kristen can. Like, yeah. Or I am out with friends. Like, she's never checking her phone the way like a lot of us oh, are. Oh, no, I won't check the phone when I'm with friends. I won't do that. Mm-mm. If I'm with my friends, it's friend time. Yeah. No. So, I mean, I felt like the book got a lot of things wrong about me and... um. And it really made Dean. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, and if I were Dean, I think I would feel condescended to too. Like, and it, it almost makes you look insecure when you're not. So yes. it's like, it's just, it was messy. It made things so much messier and like annoying for no reason at all. Yes, absolutely. And just to kind of, you know, echo what you said earlier, Jolenta, about how complicated this is with all of the numbers and all the different systems. And mm-hmm. I, I almost feel like because there seems to be an infinite number of personality types within the Enneagram, that it doesn't even seem like a personality typology. It almost just feels like these are the 25,000 personality types you can be. But if that's the case, then is there actually a type at all? I don't know if there right. are types. No, I I mean, and like I got sort of stuck down this rabbit hole when I was like trying to figure out my stressor for some reason. And it's like my stress number was number two. So I go to the number two chapter, but then I want to read about what twos do when they're stressed. But every number when they're stressed, like turns to another number. So then it's yes. like, do I go down this stress rabbit hole or what? Like, and then do I do that with like the other ones too? Or do I just like choose the shitty parts of the two and assume that's what I do when I'm stressed? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Like, it's hard. It's hard. Maybe it's just because I'm not good enough at Enneagrams, but also just, like, get to know yourself in any way that feels right. Yeah. I mean, if it works for you and if this helps you tap into the parts of yourself that you feel you need to work on, enjoy it. Have at it. But for me, it didn't work. And honestly, it didn't help our relationship. I don't think it really helped me. And I just hated the negativity of this book. I absolutely Mm -hmm. hated the negativity, too. So Not to be negative, but (laughs) there you have it. Yes, there you have it. A solid no from Kristen and a, like, tepid uh, fine from me. (laughs) And that's it for this episode of By the Book. Huge thank you to our fabulous production team at Stitcher, our producer Brandon Nix, who is a one, Corinne Wallace, who is a three, (laughs) Daisy Rosario, who is a nine, our engineer Andy Christens, who is an eight. Thanks also to Nate Wida, who is a four. He composed our theme song and the Rizzos for performing it. They are all the numbers. I am just kidding. We don't know any of their numbers. 
Those numbers are made up. Disclaimer. <laughs> Please stay in touch. Let us know if you've read The Path Between Us, what your thoughts are. Does it work for you? And send us any of your questions, suggestions for future books to live by. Anything you want to tell us. Our email address is kristenandjalenta at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Twitter at Jalenta G, at Kristen Meinzer, or at By the Book Pod. Also, please rate us and review us in Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. It helps other people to find the show. And if you haven't already, tell a friend about the show. Until next time, I'm Jalanta Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Suzanne Stabile and her husband, the Reverend Joseph Stabile, are the founders of the Life in the Trinity Mystery... Mystery. (laughs) It is a mystery. It is. Escape to Ocean City, Maryland, and discover a place that just feels lighter, where every day feels like Saturday, and french fries are a food group, where flip-flops are always in fashion, and seafood is always in season, where the boardwalk is bustling, and the beach is right outside your door, where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com.